You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode 241. Man, we got so much to get into, and we got some deep topics, some uh, recaps of Snowfall. We got some recaps of Versus with Red Man and Method Man. We got a new game show we about to debut on the pod today. It's going to be epic, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, we got to kick things off with the guilty, guilty, guilty verdict of former police officer Derek Chauvin. Fellas, yeah. what was y'all feeling going into everything uh, when they announced the verdict was going to be coming out around 5 o'clock on, uh, what was that, Monday? Yeah, I think, yeah, Monday. I was, uh, I couldn't really watch the trial in bulk. So, like, I would check in on it when I had to, you know, I got home or whatever. But, like, I'll be five, ten minutes into it and just couldn't stand watching it, hearing them talking, trying to spin that shit, how they were spinning it. So, my Mm -hmm. thought was really, like, man, they only need one. I remember we in Minnesota. (laughs) They only need one jury member to be kind of on the fence. And shit would have, you know, been haywire. So going into it, man, I was just like, didn't have that good feeling. You know what I'm saying? We we don't have a good history of convicting policemen for doing wrong shit to black people. So I was just not really like going into it. I had that like roller coaster feeling in my stomach. Like it wasn't it wasn't about to be what everybody thought it was gonna be. And then I'm like the riot about to be epic because I thought that I thought that, you know, if it didn't go the way it went. You know, right. I thought that, you know, shit was really going to flip upside down. So that's kind of where I was at going, you know, into the pre, pre-announcement. pre What about you, Dizzle? Shit, I'm at, I'm at work and they talking which one, about which it. Which one? You know <laughs> you got. Not the, not the realtor gig. Not the realtor gig. <laughs> so I'm in like the chat and it's folks at work in the chat talking about it. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be talking about this shit like with my co-workers, man. I'm... I know niggas was just gearing up to be taking a day off. Like it was about that time where shit, if we didn't hear the right verdict, it was gonna be mayhem and we where you say it was Minnesota, mayhem in Minnesota, but then shit, shit, it was gonna be going crazy everywhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't sure. just gonna be a one city deal. Um and I ain't had no hope though. One thing too that I that I was like, I wish I would have asked somebody pre pod, just didn't get a chance to, but you know, the OJ trial happened, I think, in 95, I want to say. But I remember being in junior high. And I remember, you know, they wheeling in the TV early. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember them, you know, the, the day stopped for, like, it was like 9, 10 o'clock. Everybody so y'all watched stopped. the OJ trial in school? Yeah. We yeah, did, too. Pulled, pulled, Ooh, that's crazy. Pulled, pulled the TV in. The shit was announced. And literally, for, like, 30 minutes, the school went haywire. Kids was running in the hallways. It was, like... It was like a riot. Like we were just, we were just, we were just celebrating. And everybody took, took the opportunity to hop in it, and we was running through the hallway like guilty. And it was just crazy. But being thirteen and having a thirteen-year-old now, I, I, I just wonder. Like I, I wanted to ask an older adult, like, does this have that feel of like the world watching? Everybody kind of had that nervous energy of what's gonna happen. Like I wanted to ask somebody older, just didn't get a chance to, but. Having a child 13 and her kind of being kind of in tune with what's going on with this. And it just, it just it just brought back that feeling for me, you know, being in junior high, having to watch the OJ shit. So just wanted to know, like, if y'all felt that way, if y'all felt that same kind of energy. 
definitely a lot of nervous energy. It's funny you bring that up because I was talking to a buddy of mine about, uh, you know, the Rodney King verdict. And yeah. I remember our, uh, we were on a class field trip coming back. I want to say it was like we were at like in Dearborn, Michigan, and we were coming back to school and everything like that from a field trip. And uh, it came out and like, you know, shit started to circulate. And I remember uh, like teachers crying about it. Like, how could they mm -hmm. do this and everything like that? And just being in shock. And then like you talked about being in high school when the OJ came out and then I see, you know what I'm saying, more teachers crying, like, how could they allow this? How could they allow this? It's murder and everything like that. And me being so young and not understanding everything, I just remember my mom like being like one of the few black people that I knew that was like, this motherfucker guilty. He did it. He a piece of shit. And then, you know, you get older, you read things about OJ, you find out other things about OJ, you watch that great documentary that was on Netflix yeah. and on um ESPN everything like that and you've realized like yo this dude was a horrible person and he was a fucking sellout so mm -hmm. like you know I, I I think about like man what was it like back then being an adult knowing all these things about OJ but still riding for him no matter what you know what yeah. I'm saying just because he was black so yeah. it, 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 it's weird for me on Monday when they said the verdict was gonna come out about 4 35 o'clock I was actually heading to the station to do the sports show and uh, me and Kenner were talking about it prior to uh, us going on the air. And he, uh, I was like, are we going to talk about it? He's like, hell yeah, we going to talk about it. <laughs> Kenner, Kenner loved to start a pot. Oh, yeah. love to start a pot. I'm checking in on y'all. <laughs> like, the cool thing about the Facebook shit is, like, radio, it gives radio a face. So Kenner will say some left field shit and Kev will give a little smirk. But, he know, <laughs> Kenner, Kenner getting his shine on right now. Kev just sit there and take it for a second. But then he will he reel him back in with a comment or two. Like, I'll be cracking up watching I, I keep him in line. Like, no no shit, though. Like, one of the things that they, uh when, when I started doing the show with him, like, it's, it's in joking but it's, you know, every joke has serious tones to it. And they like, you know, when they had me doing the show and they're like, yeah, you can keep them in line, keep them on, keep them on topic. Uh, make sure we go to break on time. And, you know, Kenner likes to start a pot. So, Kev, if you can help us make sure he doesn't go too crazy. I was like, I got y'all. <laughs> and it's like one of these situations, like if it goes one way, I know Kenner's going to be, you know, doing his hee-haw voice and everything like that. And if it goes another way, he's going to be doing his hee-haw voice. So he was going to do the hee-haw voice regardless of the right. fact. And, you know, it was kind of like my responsibility to, you know, bring some levity to the situation or whatever. But, right. you know, I was nervous. And in back of my mind, I'm like, man, they only deliberated for 10 hours. Yeah. So, like, they knew going into deliberation kind of basically where they were. You know what So I'm 10 hours is a short time? Hell yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that could have been announced tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could have been all week going yeah. through scenarios and, like, um, man, what's that movie called? 12, 12 Good Men or something like that. It's an old school movie, man. It's really dope. It's kind of shows the inside of what the Oh, jury. 12 Angry Jurors. There you go. Yeah, that thing is just a dope-ass movie, but it shows kind of like how the process could be where somebody come in with their own upbringing, their own raisins, and their own feelings towards it, and trying to get them to unanimously agree can be difficult. And I can only right. imagine a real scenario like this, the yeah. world watching your decision, you know, half them jury members going to write a book and get paid just because they was on the jury. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> I, I can imagine the pressure. So for it to be 10 hours, I'm like, uh-oh. Either they was all on one accord, which is you know, highly unlikely, but hopefully. 
Right. And or, you know, they already had some friction and they already know it's hung. So I'm like, damn, that was that was quick. I was not expected to be 10 hours. It's, yeah. it's crazy, though, because it's like, OK, we saw the dude murder him in 4K. We saw the That's whole footage and we still nervous about it. Right. Like, That's, we still yeah. got no hope, no confidence that they're going to uh, send this man away. And we we all saw it with our own eyes. Exactly. Yeah, man, it's like, crazy, man. This the span was out, so the verdict comes out. So we, um, you know, they were talking about four thirty-five o'clock. So we kept like checking Twitter, checking the TVs that's at the station or whatever. And then once the bailiff came in and brought the jury in, we threw in an old segment so we could watch it live. And we watched it. They came down with the guilty, 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 and the yeah. look on his face. He was like. He was shocked that he got found guilty. Everybody knew that the manslaughter was going to happen. Manslaughter was like, he's going to get manslaughter for sure. That's a a given. But the guilty on the other counts, that was up for debate. And he got the whammy. So what was y'all feelings after the guilty verdicts? All three of them came down. I'm still holding my breath till we figure out how many years this nigga get. Yeah. See, that's what made me do a little digging this week prior to the pod, too. Like, I wanted to read this off. Count one was unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony with a 40-year max. Count two was third-degree murder perpetrating a dangerous act, guilty 25-year max. Count three was second-degree manslaughter, guilty 10-year max. So you would think, looking at that, like, damn, he could probably get 75 years. Mm-hmm. I come to find out you can't add that together. Like yeah. what's gonna what's gonna happen concurrently. Is, yeah. That and, and the judge is probably gonna take, you know, and be sentenced on the highest one, which is the forty year max, you know, and then they'll come up with supposedly a sentence that's supposed to be like uh in an average of other cases and they kinda take into some accounts. But it can't be that many cases where they didn't convict somebody for killing, you know, a black man like that. So I'm not like that's the thing. We gotta wait six to eight weeks. I think they said like we're gonna be yeah. it's gonna be June, July before we even figure out how many years he's gonna get. And it's like that can bring up a whole thing. You know, he get 10, 15 years. It's like damn, that's what they value in our lives at. You know what I'm saying? Like no mm-hmm. answer is gonna be right when it's only a forty year max. You know what I'm saying? Right. Still be and, a, chance to still be alive. And you look at what happened with uh, Barton John with uh, Amy Geiger down in Dallas, the cop that went into his apartment and killed him. Like, she out already. Like, she, like, on some, like, house arrest shit right now. So, like, it can go go guilty and still go the other way. And, you know, I -hmm. I wasn't watching the trial day and night all day. Like, I kind of basically, on that Sunday, like, I took, like, a big full recap and everything like that and i remember like the judge uh scolding the media scolding other congresswomen uh maxine waters and everything like that and basically threatening a mistrial right then and there and uh you know i thought about the show your honor killer i thought mm-hmm. like how yeah. brian cranston was maneuvering this shit to make it go a certain way and i'm like yo he's yeah. pulling a full heisenberg People are <laughs> yeah. your honor. trying to manipulate the <laughs> yeah. whole shit. So I was just thinking, like, that was in my head before everything came out. And then the guilty verdict came out. And what what I felt like people were doing, and it's no disrespect to them, but, like, there was no need to be out here celebrating. 
This ain't no holiday. Yeah. This ain't no reason to be like, all right, man, let's have a barbecue, man. We did it. I fucking you know hated man? that shit. They they was showing the family like it looked like a draft when the when the yeah. when the family member get drafted and they got the instant reaction, everybody cheering. That shit was trash to me. Right. But right. on the draft they had like, to. Yeah, that shit was so, garbage. So, like falling over the couch and like a tearful cry. Like that's not yeah, I, that was trash. I hated it. Yeah, man. I, and like I said, I'm not trying to disrespect the family, man. They they got justice for their loved one. But, you know, justice for him and, you know, a civil suit, that still don't bring him back. You know what I'm saying? That don't bring him right. back to his daughter. That daughter still doesn't have a father and everything like that. And that's the more important part. So, yes, I do believe we should be happy. But it's sad that it has to be like that because, let's be real, man, if that young lady didn't record that video, this would have never happened. Man. If it wasn't for the video, this would not happen. He would have. He wouldn't even been on trial. That was that was like I, I kept catching the really really impactful parts. Like I feel so bad for the dude that worked at the store that didn't take the twenty and, right. and made this whole thing a situation over a, a fake twenty dollar bill. Like he was a young dude that you know was just doing his job and, right. and the the world blew up in front of his face. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I just felt terrible for him. I felt terrible for like the paramedic that was on scene. She was literally trying to you know offer some aid for someone that she could tell was not getting air and denied the opportunity. It was just a lot. Like I kept catching the impactful scenes of the whole trial, but I wasn't watching it. Like that mm -hmm. thing would be on all day long and I would come home and I saw like the doctor that kind of broke the case when he kind of like showed when life left his body and mm -hmm. kind of like broke, broke down the oxygen levels and just got real doctorish on him. And, and it was just really an impactful testimony. But like overall, man, I just was not confident, bro. I was not. I'm so happy that, you know, guilty was, was uh, the verdict, but it really, I, I made a post, like it really showed how important it is to record your interactions with police. Mm -hmm. That shit can save your life, or it can, you know, it can change the world. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Yeah, man. We saw how impactful things could be because, you know, as we're celebrating, you know what I'm saying, the guilty verdict in Minnesota, another young lady in Columbus loses her life to a police officer shooting as well. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I know, Dizzle, you don't watch the videos anymore. Now, I, I'll go in peaks and valleys with mine. Sometimes I watch them, sometimes I don't. And I got roped into watching this one because of the knife situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is, for me, I watched the video. I saw the police officer jump out the car. I saw the knife. I saw her about to stab another young lady and everything like that. And I saw him lay her down. And she lost her life. And in my mind, I want to say, like, man, it's just like, ain't no de-escalation happening right now. It is all mm -hmm. action packed they think this is a damn arnold schwarzenegger movie like they hopping out the trucks blasting without yeah. no hesitation and then i think to myself like what if that was my child about to be stabbed i would want that officer to intervene and make sure nothing happened to my child or my loved one so i i i understand but in that same breath that same breath i see that the columbus the police department releases that body cam video like that yeah now they didn't release it for a young boy that they killed that the sheriff killed with the subway sandwich they right. they ain't released that one 
But this one that they actually had, quote unquote, just cause to do, they released that with the quickness. So it's always some funny play inside, man. No matter if if he had grounds to shoot her, to stop her or not, they released it so quick. And that's why I just I just get disgusted with this whole situation. Yeah, that's the literally where exactly where I'm at with it. Like it was it was sad to see that, like the adults on oh, the scene man. were, you know, trying to stomp some people and, 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 and kind of interacting with the whole fight. Oh, wow. Kind of yeah. See, I, ain't know, I don't know nothing about all I saw. I see little Facebook pics of it. Yeah. But I, like I said, I, I don't watch the video and I didn't know there was. So it was like a brawl. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was like adults the, fighting kids too. They pulled oh, up wow. on her, pulled up on her on her house. You know, either her or someone like a sister or something called nine one one, brought the cops to the situation. But she was in full blown like I'm gonna kill one of y'all for you know she was in full blown attack mode just you know in a fight. We've all seen mm. how the emotions can go crazy in a fight, and for the adults there to kind of be. You know, involved in it versus stopping it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was sad to see. I even read that she was uh, formally enrolled in the Trotwood. You know mm. what I'm saying? She, she at one time was a Trotwood student. So, you know, when people in the area taught her or remember her being in, 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 at Trotwood. So, for it to be that close to home, like, that's what made me watch the video. I didn't watch it right away. But, but watching it is, it's just, I'm more so upset that adults can't even attempt to stop you know the attack versus it be like oh let me just be let me just lay her down with four in the chest like yeah. that's like that's gonna be the first resort like that's that's where i just struggle with not saying that unfortunately he had a right to do so i mean it was if you watch the video it do look like somebody's about to get stabbed so i mean but his life wasn't in danger to me like for him to be having to, I still, I don't, I don't get it, man. They gotta, they gotta start showing the, the videos of them um, de-escalating the mass shooters. Cause until you know we, until you know, those folks in in the scene with five and eight chest, I still can't fathom why we don't get that same type of, same type of outcome. Right. You know? like okay. These- it's, it's what a fifteen year old with a knife. Or somebody that just killed, and they, they brought the what the, the Kyle Rittenhouse dude. Yeah. He same scenario, quote unquote, mm-hmm. defending himself, ended up killing two people and was able to walk away scat free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah, able to see his day in court. You know what I'm saying? And that, exactly. that's disheartening. And the crazy thing about a lot of these mass shooters, man, like you said, they're able to get talking down and taken into custody, or the mass shooter they take their own life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, it ain't even the cops killing them. The, the mass shooters are taking their own lives. So it, it's such a it's such a crazy situation, man. And it's something yeah. that, you know, we all trying to wrap our minds around, man. Kill, I always wanted to ask you. I'm not sure if I asked you this, man. What do you tell your daughters about this, man? You know, they're growing up in this world. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a conversation that we, we have. My, my middle child is a little more mature with the whole uh, just... My my oldest one is the one that I kind of worry, not worry about, but just keep my eye on more. My middle one, she she has a very good, you know, sense of like this ain't right, this is you know, this is right, this is wrong. Um, but talking to them just about like safety, talking to them about being aware of your surroundings every second that you are not with me, you know, like 
just literally having to bring them up in the world of like damn near fear. And, and my oldest, when they get dark outside, she don't want to go run to the car to get nothing no more. She don't want to take the trash out unless, you know, daddy coming with her or she don't want to do nothing that involves going outside when it's dark and she's afraid of somebody coming to grab her or something happening or, you know, just how kids be. But it, it's tough to have daughters that you constantly feel like you got to protect every second of your life because that's your job. And then the, the the world out here, like, man, you don't, you don't know what you're going to be involved with. Like, things can change in, a, in an instant and your life be changed forever and you were just going to the dollar store. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so it's tough to, like, give them a leash like you know i had the freedom to go all over trotwood at 13 i was on my bike everywhere and everybody's who <laughs> trying to trying to who you know I, I don't let them go without eyesight or i'm on the bike with them where are we going you know so it, it's tough it's tough yeah man it was another situation that happened i want to say on friday in virginia a guy named isaiah brown uh real quick <coughs> uh his car broke down at like a grocery store or whatever, and he got a ride home from a police officer. And the police officer get, lets him out the car. The dude's brother comes out. He talks to him like, hey, nothing's wrong. His car broke down. He's not under arrest. Just brought him home. The guy, Isaiah, goes back to try to go get his car again because he doesn't want to get it towed or whatever. And he calls uh, 911 to get another ride home because this car wasn't starting or whatever. So mm -hmm. the dispatcher sends another cop out there. It turns out it's the same exact cop that drove him home a couple, like 30 minutes ago. And somewhere between the dispatch and this officer, they think it's a domestic situation. The cop gets out the cruiser telling him to put his hands up, put his hands up. And he's like, huh? And then it's like, he's got a gun to his head. And then shoots them ten times. Goodness no, it, but the gun, the gun ended up being a cell phone. Now, if a person got a gun to their head, isn't that the where you supposed to de-escalate him? And hey, man, put the gun down, relax, don't do it. Like right. you shoot him if he has a gun to his own head, if that's right. what you perceive it to be. This shit is crazy out here, man. I don't even know what to do, man. Like, man. it does definitely make you, like, we all get followed by the police for a block or two, and everybody always get that pit in their stomach, like, oh, here they go mm -hmm. with the bullshit. They about to run my place, yada, yada. Thank goodness I'm good. But shit, that don't even do you any good anymore. Because if they having a bad day, they can feel like pulling you over and giving you a hard time and then fucking killing you for just because they felt like it. Like this and, shit is and crazy, it, and, and write it down as justified. That'd be the fucked up part. I I, I was in fear of my life. I thought his cell phone yeah. was a gun. It's terrible. It's terrible I, out here. I'm about to get a bright ass case for my cell phone. I'm about to get a neon yellow. Like right. So <laughs> like, this shit is crazy, bro. Was there uh, any footage? Yeah, the only only footage was the body cam. The body cam, like you can't even see anything. You just see the officer's body cam. He's in the car. He jumps out, yelling, yelling, yelling. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. He's got a gun. He's got a gun to his head. And bang, 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 bang. Oh, wow. Good. Crazy. Insane, Good. man. So it's a lot of incompetence, man. It's a lot of incompetence, yeah. man. Incompetence from the dispatcher relaying the information to him, him jumping out the whip, bussing. And if a person got a gun to their head, for goodness sake, that is the perfect opportunity 
to de-escalate the situation and try to talk somebody off the ledge of killing themselves, not right. you killing them, and it turned out it ain't even a gun. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they can't tell a gun from touch. They can't tell a gun from sight. Why do you have this job? You're obviously exactly. not qualified. You're not qualified. Exactly. What y'all uh what y'all think about LeBron? I know the white folks is mad at LeBron. <laughs> he he tweeted out uh you're next to the <laughs> to the uh the white officer that, that shot I forgot the lady's Makai name. Bryant. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the girl's name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he tweeted out you're next and white Twitter was up in, in a rage. <laughs> he ended up deleting the tweet and had to go back and explain himself. Right. But Man, you, I, I, I'm Team LeBron, so. <laughs> well, the, who's next is uh, Amy Potter. She's next, the cop, uh, cop that shot and killed uh, Dante Wright. She's on deck. The other officers yeah. in the uh, Derek Chauvin situation, they on deck in August. So, technically, they're next, and then Amy Potter, and then potentially this guy. But, you know, I just think, like, the officer at Columbus, he's, he's going to get off because, you know, there are – there. There's justification. Like, there literally is justification. And I was talking to Reg, a.k.a. Buddha Man, about it. And, you know, I, I get where he's coming from. Like, look, man, we can't just jump behind everything just because somebody's black. And obviously, we're all broken up that a 16-year-old had to lose their life. And, yes, I do believe the officer should have came with some de-escalation techniques. But the bigger situation, like Killer was talking about, was the parents. The parents out there fighting children. It is crazy, man. But to LeBron, LeBron, LeBron all day. Yeah, yeah. Who's blowing up? Who's blowing up? That right. Look- Hold on. <laughs> Y'all can hear that? Hell yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Somebody trying to get a game in. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on my wife's laptop and somebody called her and I didn't know if y'all could hear that. You know how iPhones, I'll be talking to somebody on the phone watching a video and they can't hear the video I'm watching. I don't know how what kind of technology that is, so I figured this had that same shit, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at with it, Keller? Um, I forgot that was uh, intense in my ear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was you asking for real? I did forget the question. Nah, LeBron. LeBron, uh, LeBron. with, with the uh, yeah. your next tweet. I, I, you know, everybody's just so fired up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, that, that, that just made me think of my, my rule that I have within myself where I spend probably the week at least 15 times a week typing out a whole thing on somebody's comment, but then deleting it. Because I give myself this, 20, this 24-hour rule where if I feel that way in 24 hours, then go ahead and, and jump in the debate or you know say what you got to say. But I'll I be trying to slow myself down on this reaction shit because this, this technology is making everybody just boom, 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 boom. And it's just, everybody's just so fired up. And yeah. that just, that, that just seemed like, you know, you know, everybody's just tired. We, we waiting on one verdict and then we hearing about this and for it to be close to home for LeBron, I know he was just, you know, just fired up. And then having to go back and PR the situation, you know, we all know that's coming for somebody like him, but I, I felt him. I mean, it's just, everybody's just fired up and fed up. So, you know, we reacted as as they reacted, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I was with it. Just I was just kind of like, 
everybody to just take a deep breath and slow down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he deleted it quick, came back quick with the, He said, I, I took the tweet down because it's causing more hate. Like, he came back with the whole <laughs> PR response. What going to happen, Brian? You knew what right. you was doing, nigga. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely that, getting his dinner on, stirring the pot. <laughs> that just Max. showed how long he'd been on the couch, bro. He was on the couch. Can't wait to get back into the routine. And the, the, the Twitter fingers was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, shit. D. Ray Davis dating Funny Bone July 9th. Oh okay. shit! I might, I might leave the house. <laughs> I, I already, already seen him twice. Oh yeah, I didn't. Your boy got his second shot Friday. Hey. So how'd it go? Went well. Um, still got the like I'm in the sore arm phase, so your arm does get sore again if you had soreness the first time. Um. No, I um I had a few friends tell me that they had success with hydrating the day before, day of, day after. Mm. So I pounded water. I, I did have a little crown because I went live Thursday, kind of unexpectedly. Um, just kind of got home and had the itch. Ended up having a little a little baby crown sip. You know, I had a few little sips of crown, but um, other than that, man, I pounded water the day before, day of, day after. No sickness, no. Only thing I was was super tired yesterday. I took a bunch of naps. I was super lazy. We had planned a bike ride, but didn't know it was supposed to rain, so it was kind of, yeah, we can probably do it today. Me and, me and, <laughs> me and the girls might get out on the bike ride, so. I like it, I like it, I like it. I like so it. so you, you had the Moderna joint. Yeah, yeah. All and right. then also, just, for, just, so, just so people know, uh, uh, they told me that once you get both shots, you can go to Staples and get it laminated, laminated for free. Okay. Um, if you if you want to keep it, you know, laminated. And then the Reds, uh, April and May. Kev, I know you ain't a Reds fan, yeah. but hey, April and May. <laughs> um, if you're fully vaccinated, you can take that card to the ticket booth, any home game, and get up to six tickets on one vaccination card for ten dollars each. So, oh. me and the kids probably oh. gonna go to a Reds game in May. Yeah, man, I'm anxious to start doing things again. Not like nothing major, but just a little something, something, man. Get out the house yeah. a little bit, man. Versus. 420 yeah, versus. Man. Now, I know two people watched versus on 420. Did we get a clean sweep of the pod? Did all three of us watch it? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I fucked okay. with it. This shit was lit. I don't know too much of Method Man's catalog or Red Man, but I do know a good handful of joints to where when the shit came on, it was lit. Um, I'm a, I'm a Red Man fan just because he was a funny rapper. And they always have funny videos. Yeah. like, And they was performing, man. It's, Versus has literally turned into a concert because they had people in the audience. They was like... You know, giving vibes off to, feeding off of their energy too. And them niggas was dancing. They was up there bopping. I'm like, okay, they they still got their thing going on, man. So yeah, I was I was thoroughly entertained. I was super entertained, man. This is right in my pocket, man. This is this is high school for me, man. This is Red Man, Method Man. So you getting Wu Tang joints, you getting Death Squad joints. And when my guy Keith Murray came out and performed Get Lifted, EPMD came out. Freaking uh, K-Solo came out. I'm like, man, and there's so many songs that they performed, and then they had the crew cuts that they performed. Like, yo, I still remember the words of a lot of these songs, and I ain't listened to them in years, man. I had a blast. 
Look up in the sky, it's, it's a bird, the bird. It's a plane. What the fuck? Man, I was in there hype, man. I had a good time. I was, you know, me, I was, I, you know, it was a day for me. So I got <laughs> off work about, about 2 33 o'clock, came home to what looked to be an edible that was being consumed by someone in my house that's over the age of 18. Um, <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, we getting to it, huh? So, you know, we, we kicked back. I, I went ahead and uh, we air fried some catfish. We made us a little meal. And um, literally, she had the wine going. I had I had a couple sips of the wine and watched that shit all three hours, bro. I yeah. did did not did not turn it off. Um, kind of maybe I took a few little breaks. I did miss the Rockweiler. That was I was I was waiting for that shit. I had to go back and watch that shit during the week. Yeah, and I missed I missed that, but saw all the EPMD, the Keith Murray, the Wu Like I saw all that shit was just super. Super geeked up, man. That was that was probably like for me. That's ugh, that's top four. Let's do it. Let's top, do it. Top, give, give me top the top three. three. Top four. Give me the top, top three. three. Top four. Yeah, yeah. I need top three, man. Where y'all top three verses at? Um, so I still, I I got the most humor out of the reggae shit when the cops pulled up and all that shit. So that's just. That's top three me because of how how live that shit was. That was that was the first one that really got live and really had some 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 shit happen in it. Um, definitely. Uh, do I want to? Uh, the the little John one I think was was up there for me. Okay. Just personally, and then I'll put this one, Red Man Met the Man is three. Mm. I'll give him the I'll give him the three spot. Man, for me, the the three spot is difficult, man. Because I know a lot of people would say definitely had a Gucci and Jeezy up there for the, you know what I'm saying, for for the in- intensity, for the yeah. like, yo, are they are these niggas about to kill each other? Like yeah. you know, that. But you know, I'm in it for the jokes, I'm in it for the fun. And I would put number three spot would be Fab and Jada Kiss. <laughs> Jada Drunk was hilarious, man. And it, just, it just edges out Luda and Nelly because the Luda and Nelly was so funny because it was a complete debacle on Nelly's part. Like, as many hit <laughs> records as Nelly got. Like Luda basically skunked this nigga. It was like right. eighteen to two, and we know how many hit records Nelly got. But damn, it made you put some respect on Luda's name. But I'll still put Jada and Fab at my number three spot. Number two for me, Red and Math. That shit was so fun, man. I had a blast, man. And yeah. like, it was three hours, and it didn't even feel like three hours until like I it finally went off, and then I was like, oh shit. It's fucking yeah. eleven o'clock. <laughs> I literally the uh, the Easter joint with uh, Ron Isley and uh, and yeah. Ice Brothers of Earth Wind and Fire. The wife was driving back from Flint. That's about three three and a half. So literally left when that shit started and got home when that shit was over. She just watched the whole verses on the way back. So I I felt that three hours because I was checking in with her on her drive and you know all that. This three hours, maybe I don't know if it was because of the four twenty, but I was in here having <laughs> a ball. Like I'm talking. Dancing, I'm talking like getting the kids like get out of here, you know. Time, <laughs> close the door, damn near slid the dresser in front of it so they couldn't open it again. Like it was, it was that kind of turned up in here. We was having a ball, so 
And number one for me was X and Snoop. It's mm-hmm. number one for me because not just because we just lost X, but I think that's the one versus where I think it was 40 hit records in a row outside of the Izzy Brothers and uh, Earth, Wind yeah. & Fire. Like, I think we just got 40 bangers that everybody knows from top to bottom. So and and they and they had a good time, man. I mean, you had yeah. Snoop dance, you had uh, obviously X, you know, shoot doing the ad libs, and we all know that DMX voice <laughs> on ad libs is next level. So for me, I will go X and Snoop one, Red Meth two, Jada and Fab number three for me. My top three verses honorable, so far. Honorable, so mention, far. Rick, honorable mention Rick Ross and Two Chain with the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely honorable mention. I that. I <laughs> so I, I was a fan of the Izzy Brothers joint. Like oh, the whole yeah, produ- the yeah. production of it was crazy. Steve Harvey was funny. <laughs> I like the host. The ho- right. and the DJ. Like the DJ yeah. kept the shit kept the shit smooth. So that's got to be top three. Um, Snoop and DMX, like you said, there was there was no skips in that yeah. battle. Regardless of when you tuned in, you was gonna hear some shit that you knew. And then um, fuck. It gotta be, I wanna say Gucci and Deezy, because that shit was like, that shit was for the culture, man. That shit was brewing for years. Like you said, we didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. They, and versus is getting better, man. I like, I like how they are slowly bringing crowd, like an audience, because you can definitely yeah. feel the energy with it and the, uh, the, just the camera angles, man. Them teaming up with Trilla, they really leveled up. Yeah, y'all. Y'all remember how like they used to be optional to take the sound pack and, and people was doing it and not doing it and now it's like it's a whole we in like Memorial Hall or the Schuster Center putting on a whole versus you know type yeah. of yeah so makes you want to get live. those rematches going man make you want to get those rematches dude yeah. yeah all right man let's do it snowfall finale recap <sighs> uh, I don't even know where to start. It's a, it's a lot of unanswered questions, but I got to give it up to Dizzle first. He called oh. it. He called it. He called it. OG Scully making a return. Oh. Scully came <laughs> back with a vengeance. I was about to say, I had a lot of uh, cold takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah, a glass half full type of guy, man. So you call Scully <laughs> coming back to OG form, and we got that. Scully comes looking for Franklin. He's putting Ooh. the gun to his own homeboy's head. He goes to Franklin's mama's house. Yeah, Bruh, that scene, I I didn't even realize it until the scene was over, but I was holding the couch cushions, bruh. <laughs> when he was knocking on the door, like, come on, Franklin, anybody home? I'm like, I yo, <laughs> bruh, that had my adrenaline going. I literally was holding the couch pillows like, what the fuck? How they going to get out of this shit, man? I was the same because I thought they was gonna be like deep and it was gonna be a whole shootout with some pistols versus some shotguns and I'm like, oh shit, Franklin, that cane ain't about to that cane gonna be uh, <laughs> extended on you, extended extended warranty. But more of that, but you know that was that was definitely intense, definitely. So in that scene, Franklin there talking to his old man, they getting into it or whatever. He ends up getting shot. Franklin's dad ends up getting shot. Scully ends up getting shot. And Scully ends up at the hospital. Yeah. 
Aunt Louie and Uncle Jerome. He finds Aunt Louie's room. He pulls out the pistol. He's leaking right then and there. Hold on. Before yeah, we even get to that, Brad, can we talk about, did this nigga just put coke on his wound? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he real out here. Bro, that's a thing? <laughs> nigga just threw the coke on the wound. Hey, man, go watch Scarface. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm like, this nigga crazy. As fuck. But didn't didn't, uh, didn't Alton go to the radio shit and and do all the like the super super ratting out? Oh yeah, he was on. Wasn't that in, be, wasn't that in between or was that after? I'm trying that to was, where but, was that was before. That happened before. Um, the before hospital? they met up at the house. That happened oh, before the they met up at the house. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So so you know you got Scully at the hospital. Got the drop on Aunt Louis. She trying to talk him down before. So Unc can come back in there and save the day, which Unc, you know, that's what Unc do. Unc saves right. the day as usual. And we left with that question. It, did, did Scully get the help that he needed to save his life since he was at the hospital? Did Scully die? We mm-hmm. left in limbo with Scully. What's y'all predictions on Scully for next season? He ain't dead. He definitely ain't dead. Hell Scully no. He put back. that cocaine on that wound. He do it. <laughs> Right, ready, ready. ready to go. Seventy-two more hours, baby. <laughs> so, so what that mean for him though? Because Aunt Louis talked him down, talked some sense into him. Is the is the beef over? Is he a converted I think, man? I think the beef is over. I think I think the beef is over. I think that Aunt Louis is smart enough because she called it from the jump, which Franklin didn't listen to. Said work with Scully. Yeah, he's a fucking psychopath. But he listens and he'll just do as you say. And you mess with man boy because he's less crazy, but he mm-hmm. has ambition. So I think that, you know, they throw a lot of money Scully way, provide him with the rock, provide him with the product. He can do his thing, make some money. And I think that it'll, it'll smooth over with him. See, I think I think that's going to be the friction that he's dealing with, with trying to save this whole this whole thing, the whole shit. I think I think Scully is coming for blood. You know, he's lost his girl. He lost everything in his life in like it seemed like a week. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> so I think that's just gonna be some of the friction he's dealing with next season for sure. For at least at least the first half. Right. It's a ton of shit going on. What about you, Dizzle? I don't even know, man. <laughs> and Snowfall has been good to just leave it to the mind, like. Like, yeah. I thought old Shawty, what, what was Shawty's name that was sleeping with Franklin? Like, oh, the T. Oh, so yeah. I thought she was gonna be dead when they pulled up on her house. And you know, next episode, she 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 working for him, helping him out. So, this same situation, like, we don't know what's gonna happen to Scully, man. They, they just kind of left it off, and shit, anything can happen, really. Yeah, so we got Franklin's dad out, and obviously, we talked about him jumping on the radio, dropping dimes, dropping people's names all over the place he goes to see franklin at the house he gets shot he banged franklin over the head with the, uh the coffee pot or whatever he goes yeah. to meet up he goes to meet up with the killer aka teddy because he the real killer he the real yeah. dude people need to be worried about so they having a whole back and forth like i'm gonna expose you and teddy like uh, i got the drop on you i'm gonna kill you type of situation franklin's mama show up Franklin mama get in between Teddy and Alton and everything like that. She talked 
Teddy off the ledge. They go fly off to wherever the hell they're going to, Costa Rica, wherever the hell. And then we find Cuba. out. Cuba. Cuba. They find <laughs> out that, you know, she go to, to the grocery store or whatever. Teddy comes up in the crib and gets the drop on Alton. Is Alton dead or is Alton still here? Is he Alton still dead, with us? dead. Yeah. That's going to be the first five minutes of season five. <laughs> yeah, ain't, back to pile. Ain't no way that ain't no way Teddy pulling up on him and not killing him. Facts. Teddy smoked this yeah. nigga. But I think the question what? Oh, go ahead. Go 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 go. Oh, I'm about to say I think that's just what's gonna lead. Mama gonna come back from the store, see him dead, and she right back in the shit. So see, that was she, gonna be my question. That was gonna be my question. Was this a whole setup from Franka's mama sissy to get the guard down? And get him out the country and kill him out the country was I, that's what I I was thinking like man Whoa. Was set up because I just like, don't see I don't you think see sissy set up the dude Alton yeah yeah Whoa. I just don't see her leaving her son like that man I just don't yeah if, if you ever mm. watch Queen if you ever watch Queen of the South I think Sissy coming for that Queen of the South vibe like she about to be kind of like the boss of it all because like once. Once that kind of hurt come to her, like she about to go, she about to be with the shits, bro. I think, I think she gonna come, come and be, and, and, and keep everybody from from leaving, keep Jerome and them from bouncing, keep a, keeping Leon from wanting to, you know, find God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just gonna get, it's gonna get crazy because they all gonna have to go after him. Damn, that's still Franklin, that's still Franklin Daddy, even though he don't fuck with him. He gonna have to, you know, just just for his mama. If he don't do it, she gonna be on it type shit. Woo-wee. It's getting crazy. So that brings us to the killer, Teddy. I don't know what Teddy body count is this season, but it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. Kill uh, what I do, baby. It's what that's what he do. Man, he out here, man. So Teddy getting reprimanded from the CIA, talking about he's gonna have to step away. They got a new dude coming in that's gonna take his spot to be working with Gustavo and everything like that. I think that Teddy not going to be a major factor in season five. I think Teddy's taking a major backseat in this upcoming season. What do y'all think? I think he tries to bring the whole ship down. Mm. Because he, 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 all he has is his name, and that shit is now ruined. And I just feel like, you know, he ain't going to rest. He going to want to bring down people with him. So I think that's kind of going to be it. Like, he trying to bring it all down. They trying to keep it going. What happens, you know? So I, I, I just feel like he might not have big scenes as far as, like, weekly. But I think his, his storyline is going to be, you know, a, a strong bullet point for the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree with that. Because we still got to see what the backlash is going to be from, you know, Alton and the reporter airing this out. Like, this shit is still out there. Right. Yeah. The story gonna pick up um now that they know his alias. So right. right. It might be a situation where Teddy is the antagonist, like the main nigga that they're trying to get rid of next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so then that brings us to the new CIA agent that's gonna be working with Gustavo that we don't know yet. I think he's gonna be the big pain in the ass. I think he's gonna have quote unquote new ways of running the business or whatever and Franklin's gonna have to deal with that and I think it's gonna turn Gustavo into just basically bouncing because his big thing with Teddy was 
have a exit strategy. And we already see that uh, the the standing guy found his old girl, Lucia, found out where she at. I think Gustavo about to pack his shit, take his money, go find his boo and try to boo up with Lucia again. But I don't think it's going to turn out the way he want. Shit, that's the goal. You right, got, right. Got your money, yeah. get the girl, and to chill. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I would be gone too, and I think like, like that friction between the new CIA agent and losing Gustavo, I think that's what's gonna start bringing the whole shit down. Because you know, for for better or worse, Franklin, Gustavo, and Teddy work well together. They ran a smooth ship, but when you have somebody else jumping in there with their own ideas, you got another dude trying to get out the business. And I think that's what's going to turn the business to hell in a handbasket. Yep. Yeah. Franklin, whole crew trying to bail on them, though, man. Yeah. You brought it up. Let's talk about it. Aunt Louie and Unc, they want to sh- strike out on their own. They want to do their own thing. They want to buy from Franklin wholesale. I am beginning. I don't know if I like Franklin as much as I used to, man. This no. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, this season really, really flipped the script because he was he's been fucking up since the beginning of this season with 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 how he handles Scully and Manboy. He's not letting his main nigga Leon better himself. Nigga wanna get out, bro. And you're right. literally holding this nigga hostage. Unk and Aunt Louie, who have done every single thing that he has asked them to do, wanna get out and he don't want them to leave, neither man. I don't know how this is gonna turn out for Franklin. I, I truly think that one of them dies because of this. Mm. I, I think that Franklin is gonna, you know, lose his shit some more and make some more irrational decisions and and trying to boss up and run the ship. I think the only way that, that that breakup happens mutually is if someone like one person gets killed, the other one rides off in the sunset type shit. So I just if I just that's my little early prediction that one of them don't make it through through season five. That's mm. a good prediction. That's a good prediction. So that brings us shoot to Leon, man. Leon, like you just talked about, he don't want to be in the game no more, man. Ever since he killed that little girl, he's not been on it. But you know what I'm saying? He riding because, you know, this is family. This is the big no choice. And, yeah. Right. And, and now Franklin fucking guilt trip this shit out of him like man i'll jeopardize everything to save you i'm gonna fix this shit we're gonna be a family again hey man for as much as i love this show to keep it real they got to, somebody's got to die like yeah uh fat back dying that's fucked up shoot his dad dying that's fucked up but a real major character has to die because this is the drug game dude this yeah. shit just don't run smoothly, man. Aunt Louie probably should have died. Let's keep it real. She probably yeah. should have died for the realness of the story. But like you said, Killer, Aunt Louie, Uncle Jerome, his mama, Leon, one of them niggas ain't making it out season five, man. I, Leon, my dude, but I don't think he gonna make it either. They setting it up to be Leon to me just because, like, he ain't got no love. Like, he ain't, not, nothing is, is, is tying him to this other than his heartbrokenness of what he's done. Like, there are no other emotions that are, or no other responsibilities that yeah. he got other than just being brokenhearted right now. So, like, they're making him, like, the weakest link, to, in my opinion. So, I feel like he's the one that is getting set up to be, but then that's what everybody should expect, and Snowfall is the, is, is a monster at spinning you from what you expect. So, 
I don't know, but it's set up for Leon. Like I, I agree totally. Like I've always thought Leon was expendable. You know, midway <laughs> through midway through season four, I was like, Leon ain't gonna make it. You know, so it just nothing has changed to make it to where he need to be around. Man, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Franklin goes to see Mel. She out there in Odessa, Texas at the church doing her one-two thing. Off that crack rock, she out here living life <laughs> like it's golden. Franklin hobbles in there with the cane, basically threatens the shit out of her. Mel snaps back into her West Coast like, tell me if you kill my dad. Tell mm-hmm. me I ain't crazy. Franklin give her that look like, bitch, you know I did it, but I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> right. And Franklin turns away, walks away, and says, I don't need this cane no more. I'm back to 100%. Is Mel about to be an issue? Is Mel about to make a return to Cali and start dropping dimes or dropping bodies? Is Mel about to be an issue? Or is she just about to say, wash her hands with everything and say, he all the way in California, I'm in Texas, I ain't saying shit else to nobody. They don't pull up on Mel. She ain't coming along for the ride. She gonna be in season five. You think so? I don't know, man. I don't why think so, up, man. Why? So they, they just pulled up on her to end it in season four? Because to, to check her ass, like, this all started because of her, because of, um what's her name? The, the reporter going to talk uh-huh. to her. And she started, you know, Franklin this, Franklin that. Uh, he potentially killed my dad. They buying drugs. It's crack. It's great. I got high as a kite. Now I'm clean. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like it started because she's the one that started singing like a songbird. And, and he scared yeah. the shit out of her. I think she's done. I don't think she's saying shit. If I was her, I'd yeah. fuck up. Nah, she gonna do some dumb shit. Because <laughs> she got to know what happened to her daddy. <laughs> Man, she... He gave her the look, man. Come on, she know that nigga killed him. <laughs> but Everybody know. He ain't say it. She gotta hear it. She gonna try to make him say it. That's gonna be her issue. I hope we don't see her again. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. Nah. She can stay where she at, man. I think. I, I think he he pulled up on her more so just for the scene of him dropping the cane. It, that was symbolic, you know. He closed the ties with her. He dropped the cane. This nigga gonna be ready for next season. That's. I think that's what that was for. That shit was dope. Good ass walk off, man. Man, y'all ready? Y'all ready for the new game show? Let me get my theme music. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> got, 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 a, got a couple questions, man. Got a couple questions on this here game show. I don't, I don't know the name of it yet, and we ain't gonna do this on the regular because it did take me some time to think of these questions. But uh, <laughs> you know, the the, the first uh, we gonna I'm gonna ask each of y'all ten questions. Whoever gets the most right, they win. And I'm, I, I'm I, got, I got I got tiebreaker questions too, and it, it's random shit. It's it's sports. It's life. It's all. It ain't no trick questions. It ain't no opinion questions. These are facts. So, right. since Killer is older, Killer, do you want questions from column A or column column B? Do column A or B have names? They are column, they column A. Or, a? <laughs> column <laughs> a. Um, I'll go with column B. Okay. And since you get to pick the column, Dizzle will go first. <laughs> Let's get it. All right. First question. Name three teams Shaq played for. Suns. Cavs. Celtics. 
name though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know I'm ready. I ain't gonna go with the Lakers. <laughs> Come on now, nah, Suns, Cavs, and Celtics. Okay. You're correct, by the way. I would also have accepted the Magic Lakers in the Heat. Uh oh, okay. And oh yeah, my bad, my bad. Stealing is a thing. You can steal, and you have 15 seconds to answer these questions. <laughs> okay. Stealing is my bad, my bad. Forgot that. How many Grand Slam wins does Tiger Woods have? <laughs> for me? This no, for this, this is, these oh. are all dizzle. These are all dizzle. Shit. In 15 seconds, you can steal. 17. Wrong. Killer, do you have an answer? And no Can cheating. question again. <laughs> How many Grand Slam wins does Tiger Woods have? Grand Slam wins. Nigga, Google it. <laughs> what did you say, Killer? 18? No, 15. Damn. Oh, I was close. I, was, I, I guessed because I showed it. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number three for Dizzle. What is the name of Tupac's first album? <laughs> um, Machiavelli. <laughs> Come on, Come on Dizzle. That's show, showing your age, Dizzle. Goddamn. Killer, what the steal? Can you can you get the steal? Two apocalypse now, ain't it? Correct, correct, correct. You keeping score? Yeah, I'm keeping score. It, right. uh, uh, you only got one question right so far. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> question number three for Dizzle. What does cream stand for? Uh, cash rules everything around me. Get the money. I had to get that one. That was a good, that was a good one. Question number four for Dizzle: What president is on the twenty dollar bill? Uh, that's a that's Jackson. And oh, look at this! Thing. Come on, okay. man. Okay, first name. Come on, Andrew. man. I see you. Question number five. How many regular season MVPs does LeBron James have? Uh-oh, that's, that's your guy. I want to say, right? say three. Final answer? Final answer. Incorrect. Uh, is it four? Oh, oh I can't. Don't say it. I ain't going to say it. He can steal. He can steal. Killer for the I'm steal. Going, I'm going four since this is four. <laughs> Correct. Uh. <laughs> That's his guy. That's his guy. <laughs> right, Damn. right. I know. I should have had that one. Question number six for Dizzle. Which NBA team drafted Kobe Bryant? Uh, Hornets. Correct. I need to get all the NBA questions because everything else <laughs> kind of sketchy. <laughs> Question number seven for Dizzle. Kendrick Lamar is cousin which which fame uh, – my bad. Ah. Kendrick Lamar is cousin – Cousins with which former Swaggy NBA baller? You said Swaggy, so I'm gonna go with Nick Young. Correct. <laughs> hey, that was Hulk's assistance. Because <laughs> uh, I sure wasn't gonna get that one. I'm like, okay. I better have a host assistant. A question. Question number eight. Denzel Washington has won two Oscars, two Oscar awards. Name the two movies he's won for. Oh, my goodness. Um, Man on Fire. Is that one? <laughs> I'm waiting for two answers. Oh, uh, okay. Man on Fire and Flight. Incorrect and incorrect. Damn. Killer, can you name the two Oscar wins for Denzel Washington for the steal? No, um, but I'm gonna <laughs> pick 
Uh, I don't know. Um, Five, four, Glory and and uh, I, I don't know Glory. I, I just got you got one right, Glory and training. <gasps> hey, he got one for. Oh, I should have known. I thought he didn't get one for training day, so I, I should have. Cause I, that was on my mind, but damn it. You know, I'm the movie watcher like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number nine. Quick. Question number nine for Dizzle. T.I. and Laura London starred in the 2006 movie ATL. What is Lauren London's character's name? Uh, Nunu. Correct. And nice. question number 10 for Dizzle. What college did Chris Paul go to? Uh, Wake Forest. Correct. <gasps> Oh, all right. I was scared on that. Hey, I answered too I, quick. Did I pick the column without the sports questions? <laughs> if I got the movie column, I'm, I'm screwed. Currently, Dizzle has a 7-2 lead over Killer. All right. Ready? No. <laughs> Question number one for Killer. Who is the NBA's all-time leading scorer? All time, mm. Kareem. Correct. <sighs> oh shit! This is this, this is this is not fair. Uh, I, damn. <laughs> well, this was on here. Who did Nelly? Who did Nelly battle in versus? Uh, we just talked about this, didn't we? <laughs> uh, what did you just Luda, 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 Luda. <laughs> He was about to blow it. Yeah, he was about to blow it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Uh, LeBron's production company announced a remake of House Party. To date, how many House Party movies have been made? Mm. Four? Incorrect. Three. Incorrect. What? There's more? Five. Five. Oh, wow. That's the one with Marcus Houston in them? (laughs) And they got another one after that. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, question number four for Killer. What is Soldier Boy's government name? <laughs> I'll take the steal. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole name? First and last name. All I don't know is DeAndre. I don't know his last name. Five, four, I just three, got DeAndre. Two, one. Dizzle for the steal? I want to say it's DeAndre. It's either DeAndre Way or DeAndre Cortez. And I'm going to go with DeAndre Cortez. Incorrect. DeAndre <laughs> <Yeah>. Way. <laughs> Cortez is the man's middle name. Oh, my God. That's like, that's like Dizzle blowing a layup for the win. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. I knew it. Was, I knew it. <sighs> That's your guy, too. That's my guy. So he missed the LeBron question and a Soldier Boy question? Hey, I'm winning out here. I should be home free. I know. Question number five for Killer. What does the G and G unit stand for? Really? Six. I should know this. Four, three, 
to Gorilla. It's Gorilla. Oh! <laughs> I was ready to steal. Let's go. Question number six: Who was the first pick in the not uh, Who was the first pick in the 1996 NBA draft? 96. Mm-hmm. Ten. Nine. Eight. Allen Iverson. Correct. <laughs> what? Whoa. That okay. was a good that was a good one. Okay, killer. All right, question number seven. Up. Question number seven. Wait, what's the score? What's the score? It is seven six Dizzle. <laughs> oh question, question number seven. What is the capital of Oklahoma? Oklahoma City. Correct. <laughs> I was stationed there. I better get that right. I was definitely not going to get that if I had the chance to steal. Question. It is tied at seven. Tied yeah, at seven. I say like Omaha or some shit. <laughs> tied at seven. Uh, Killer can win it. Uh, he has three questions. I only need one, right? You only need know. One. He got to run through them, though. I can steal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. steal. You can steal for sure. You are correct. You are correct. Good call. I got to get two of the three. got to get two of the what three. What is the title of T.I.'s debut album? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, Ten, nine, eight, seven, I don't six, know this one either. Five, four, mm. three, two, one. Dizzle, can you steal? What is the title of T.I.'s debut album? It's not trap music. It's not oh, shit. I remember now. You breaking them down. Ten, can nine, I steal it back? eight, no, <laughs> seven, I re- I six. Now. I I said five, four. I'm me. Is it called I'm me? Three. You're close. <laughs> Final answer. Um. Uh. Nah. Final I, answer. Yeah. Incorrect. Is I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I said I'm, I'm me. <laughs> That's me missing my LeBron question right there. Yes. Damn it. And I, I knew that one. Question number nine. Question number nine. Who was the 43rd president of the United States? 43rd? That's uh, 40. GW, George W. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, Killa is taking a one-point lead. In order for Dizzle to go to overtime, he had. I got to miss, miss, and you have to get the correct. <laughs> right. It's a oh, lot of pressure. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> oh shit! This is a wrap. It, it, it's really over. Uh, Damn I'll, it. Uh, question number ten: Who is the current host of Family Feud? Really? I just went there. That would be Steve Harvey. Incorrect. That is correct. <laughs> Killer with the win, nine seven over Young Dizzle. This will not be a a weekly feature because trying to figure out twenty questions was not easy when I thought of doing this. But uh, I do want to ask y'all the tiebreaker question. Can I ask y'all the tiebreaker question? For sure. For sure. Uh, We'll we'll go with Dizzle, and you have, like I said, you have fifteen seconds to answer. Dizzle, what is one twenty-eight times three? <laughs> uh, 
So 128, so that's 256. Seven. Four. <laughs> 74. Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> so since I got the extra 15 seconds to do the math slowly while you were stressing, it's, close. it's 384, not 484. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> One more for shits and grins. One more for shits and grins. Anybody, anybody can answer. Anybody can answer. What is 147 times five? 147. You killing me with these <laughs> math problems. That's why that was the bonus question. That was the tiebreaker. Uh, I wasn't going to do you like that on the real shit. That's what you said, 138? No, 147 times five. Oh shit. So five times four is twenty. Uh, Carry to five. Uh, <laughs> so that's gotta be eight thirty-five. Oh wait, no, wait, 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 wait. That's gotta be uh like seven. Seven thirty-five. Correct. <laughs> seven thirty-five. And the bonus questions, man. Now I do want to remind everybody that Dizzle got the LeBron question wrong. Yeah. And the Golden Boy question wrong. The Boy question wrong. And Killer also got the TI question wrong. So, you know. And, it shows and, you how, how game show pressure can be. You know, the mm-hmm. things that you know can slip your mind. Yeah. I blew that one. You got it this time, Killer. You got it this time. <laughs> now, I, I kind of like the segment. I might fight through 20 questions throughout the week and make y'all play. Facts. Hey. Whatever, man. It's whatever. I'm I'm a gamer. I'm down for this, man. Well, fellas, yeah. that's it, man. It's a little fun on You Can't Make This Up podcast because we had a lot of serious topics this week, man. Try to, you know, yeah, bring man. some levity to things, man. Have a good time, man. As always, man, You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Peace.